Hello and welcome to the Midwest Mountain Sports Report, where the air is thin and the only coasts are lake shores. I'm your talking head, Jamie, and joining me this week for the sports report, it's the hip, the hop, the hip, hip, hippie to the hoth master of the great white tundra. It's Chad. Hi, Chad. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This is episode twelve. Nice. <laughs> wow, that was a sweet Sesame Street throwback reference too. Mm. Well done. Oh yeah, pinball mania. Yeah, that was the pinball one. That was my favorite growing yeah. up. Yeah, I know. I just recently replayed that for my son, and I was just amazed at wow, man, this is so like maybe late sixties, early seventies. I'm guessing like the animation has like a very like yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just same animation that they use in this weird ass animated movie that I love. It's called um, Fantastic Planet. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know it's that on, one. It's on HBO Max. Fantastic Planet. Yeah. Adding it to the queue. It's weird. It's old. It's like acid jazz. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Lots of flutes, but yeah. How was your sports week and weekend? Well, Chad, there are great sports weekends. There are great fantasy sports weekends thank god for those because when it's not a great sports weekend like this one um but we you know we still have a job to do because there's some sports weekends that make you not want to do your job like this one when football's a disaster and the hockey team you love loses and other things happen too but like i said we have a job to do we're here so and honestly, this is what it means sometimes to be Midwest Mountain sports fans. These weekends right. are not uncommon, shall we say. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. <laughs> mm. Mm. And boy, was it agonist. That's not a word, but it is now. Agonist. You Agonis. coined it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Um, so we got... My stuff and your stuff, which way do you want to start? Because that would kind of be, um, I have some stories for the sport from the sports weekend. So, hey, I'll take, I'll take your lead. Um, you're the host with the most. So, why don't you, uh, guide us? Okay. So, I'm just going to kind of lay it out. Um, so the Minnesota Vikings let the roar become restored by dropping a game to a team without any wins this season. And I'm just going to kind of lay out what that's like in Minnesota for any listeners who don't know this. So here's what happened. It's a Lions game, team that hasn't won. The Vikings are down. Um, going into halftime, I don't know, it felt that way, even if that wasn't true. So I was like, all right, I think I know where this is going. So I went and did a ship delivery because it's like I might as well not waste my whole Sunday. And... I get back. I'm listening to it on the radio um, while I'm while I'm working, Paul Allen. And so I get back with um, it was around two minutes to go. You know, the Vikings have the football. They're driving. And um, I I get there as they're trying to score. So what I do is I crank up the radio, keep the car running and I'm shoveling the walk. And then the Vikings score a touchdown. And I'm like, great. They got it. It's underneath two minutes. Um, the Lions have one timeout. Sweet. Turn off the car, walk inside, sit down, 
have a glass of water and then my phone is blowing up. I just feel like five or six different text messages. And then I think, oh, my God, they lost the game. And then I found out that that was true. I sent you that that message before the game. I told you I did not feel good about this one. I was kind of not surprised, but yeah, and that was and that and that was before that was before I heard at how many Vikings defensive players were out of the game, like Hendricks, Kendrickson or Hendricks and uh, Kendricks. Sorry, not not uh, not the guitar player um, and Barr <laughs> were out and they just had so many injuries and not that that's an excuse but i told you like the detroit lions like their last three or four games their defense has actually been playing quite well um you know and you think about like some of the teams that they had up on the ropes um against the ropes and like like for instance baltimore and like baltimore the only reason why they won is because they kicked a record-breaking field goal (laughs) like 64 65 yarders so um, so I always get frustrated when I hear people like, well, it's the Lions. They haven't won. How can you lose to them? Which is true, but it's also like there's, I mean, I don't, it's the NFL. I mean, this shit happens all the time. It's like earlier in the season when the Bills got were beat by Jacksonville kind of thing. You know, it's, yep. you have to play the game. I don't know. Maybe Detroit was playing with some extra, you know, what's an extra spark too because they were all wearing like the support for the high school where that shooting took place this last week so maybe that had some sort of drive i don't know but i asked i I mean stick a fork in the vikings i mean but I, i i was working through the nfl playoff machine on espn and um i went through and picked all the games for the rest of the season except for the mm-hmm. Vikings games. And I think I did an honest assessment of the Vikings remaining schedule. And I had them finishing seven and 10. And to my surprise, they were still making the playoffs. <laughs> no, <laughs> based on way. the other picks that I made. Wow. Cause yeah. who, cause they're competing with Washington and Washington, San Francisco, and actually the Eagles are in play. So that's right. Washington's looking really strong right now. Mm hmm. I mean, their defense has been playing awesome as well. They play, like, say, the Eagles, like, say, twice. So Washington might win both of those games. I don't know, or even split. I think I had them splitting. But a lot of these teams that are in, like, the wild card hunt, they all play each other over the yeah. next, what, five weeks or so. So, yeah, that's. I think that's where a lot of things can happen. A lot of things can change. But honestly, if the Vikings are 7-10, and 10, I don't want to see them in the playoffs, you know. But no. No, yeah, well, this, it's, a, it's a stinker. So you have had um, a discerning eye. You you didn't feel good about this week. Um, I thought it was going to be close. The last Lions game this season was a squeaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what are you seeing with this team? You know that because you have this way to see past um, the the predicted outcome. So is there anything specific that kind of makes you uncomfortable or that you don't like and you say, oh, since this is happening, X, Y, or Z is going to happen? Because we got a quarterback who's thrown for over 3,000 yards with 25 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We've got Justin Jefferson with 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. Who also had an awesome game yesterday with Thielen out a majority of the game, which is yes. crazy. He's like the next Moss, man. He's 
if he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the greatest receivers. He's he's up there. It, um, he's incredible. Yeah. It's you know what's killing this team is the final two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, final two minutes they gave up that touchdown. Final two minutes against Detroit. Yes, they gave up that last drive. Final two minutes. Except this time, there's no time on the clock. I mean, you they know, can't close. <clears throat> you know, I almost think like when they had the ball, they got that turnover. I think there was like what two minutes left mm-hmm. in the game. They should have maybe just taken a knee and just said, "Hey, we're going yeah. to chalk it up to a field goal." I mean, it's it's in our hands, and what the Lions will get the ball back with maybe 10, 15 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, we saw we saw the Bears do that to the Lions a few weeks ago, or maybe the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was Thanksgiving. Um, so I don't know. It's just the the injuries on the defense matter. I mean, the entire defensive line has been hasn't been hasn't played an entire game together. The mm-hmm. linebackers have been out. Um, their cornerbacks stink. But again, it's the NFL. I just. Teams just match up differently. It's like how you can get, you know, like the 49ers. We saw them just kind of run all over the Vikings. And then the following week, they lose to the Seahawks. It's, you know, it's all about matchups. Division games are always close, I feel like, for the most part. Um, They're always tough games. You know, like we see the Vikings beat the Packers at home. um, Yeah. A few weeks ago. And I don't know. I just... I don't understand why you just do this. You just do the same defensive packages, regardless how much time is left on the clock. Yeah. Um, why give up all that yardage, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, you were kind of hinting at this. They can't close games. Um, I can't remember which week it was. I feel like it might've been against the 49ers, but they showed that stat about the number of points that Vikings allow the two minutes um, before halftime. And it was alarming. It's first in the league by far. And it was something like 50 points. Or yeah, it, it's, it was a number you couldn't believe. It's like over 50% of their overall points that they've given up. Yeah. In just that two minutes before halftime. Yep. And I think, and I remember um, that week they played the Seahawks. That was um, kind of one of those weeks because I think the Cardinals did it to him and the Bengals did it to him the first two weeks. But I remember against the Seahawks, they got the ball back before halftime and they were the team mm-hmm. that scored yeah. um, going into half and then getting the ball back after halftime and, you know, walked away with the 30 to 17 win that week and looked pretty fierce. Point I had was um, there. They need to come up with a play to convert two points like this is becoming ridiculous. I think they were over three on two point conversions against the Lions. And that feels like beyond unacceptable because that's that's a field goal right there. You know, if you just yeah. kick it three times, there you mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Um, Maybe. We'll yeah. Pull off on those two pointers. I mean, <laughs> I know. I don't know. I know. Well, in keeping in the spirit of winning teams, I've, I've had enough Vikings talk, unless there's anything you had to say. No. Um, <laughs> well, we got the Broncos <laughs> finally in Sunday night football. Finally. I was so excited. I even I was so excited that I um, bet the Broncos to cover. It was eight and a half. That felt very doable. They are 
0-12 against Mahomes and the Chiefs, um, which is alarming. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Andy Reid's like, what, like 105 coming out of the bye week? Something silly like that, it's not 100, but you get my point. But nevertheless, I was like, Very you know good. what? <laughs> They're good. But it's like, ah, the Chiefs have been a little shaky. We're technically still in this from a playoff perspective. I thought they were going to come mm-hmm. out and, um, you know, at least do something. They did not. Um, that game was actually closer than it looked. For anyone who sat down and watch it, watched it, I, I'm guessing a lot of people turned it off because it was boring for anyone who was not a Broncos or a Chiefs fan, I would think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, their defense really kept them in that game. It was just pretty lackluster from the offense. I mean, Javante Williams, this was kind of his coming out story because he, he was, he was incredible. I think he had like 180 yards of total offense or something like that. Yeah. And they finally got the garbage time touchdown for, you know, like the cherry on top of his day, but man, they just could not move the sticks when they needed to. And their uh, Cortland Sutton played an awful game. I mean, he was terrible getting penalties giving up on routes and i don't know they weren't spreading the ball around tim patrick could have caught more than one pass that that may have helped but here we are i was gonna say if we're done with nfl i wanted to congratulate you your ab squad has made made up some ground lately mm, it's like they're yes. in second place now thank you yeah they lost they lost on saturday that one was tough um against the senators but they were lucky to get a point out of that because they were down. I think when I turned on the game, they were down like three nothing or three to one. And then they just turned it on in the third period and tied it up five five. And they had one goal that got called back because they were offsides and they were. It was pretty clear off of the replay, but it was a sweet goal that ultimately didn't end up counting. And then the Senators scored, I think, pretty quickly in overtime. It was super weird. I was watching it on Hulu. And um, it uh, it does like those game break things where there's not actually commercials because it's mm-hmm. streaming. You know, the yeah. screen just kind of goes blank yeah. and then it says your, your game is over. I was like, wait, what? What happened? So I checked the score and the Senators won an OT and I was like, what do do I just not get to see it if it goes to overtime? Really weird. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But you're right that they um, made up some ground with McKinnon out. I think this was McKinnon's second game back. Um, they got crushed, absolutely crushed by the Maple Leafs on Tuesday. That was one of the worst mm. games of hockey I've seen them play in a long time. Wow. Um, but, you know, feather in the cap for the Wild because they bested the Leafs on Saturday. Yeah, that one was a shootout, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, Wild are very impressive. I need to, as as the NFL cheers for the vikings begin to wane i'll I'll probably start digging into the nhl a little bit more yeah you should i think they're i mean i don't want to say this is their season because that means it's not the av season i mean the wild have been taking care of business getting points from their whole roster it's it's crazy they're they're tied with the abs for goals four which i think are the most in the league oh no the panthers have more but yeah the wild the avalanche and the capitals all have 92 goals yeah, they just they seem really I don't know, this is probably a lame analysis, but they just seem fast. It's the one I watched a while play now, it just look they look like they're playing playoff hockey. Kind of amazing. I don't know. This the different team or something or 
Maybe my eyes are just getting old and everything looks fast, but <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't say because I haven't seen, I, th- I think I've seen maybe one wild game this year just mm. with the local streaming nonsense. Yeah. So I'll have to cool. take you at your word, but, but I believe it. I mean, and a lot of that comes from mm. Kaprizov. He plays fast. He, he, I think he gets the team around him to play fast because you got to keep up. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a player, man. Dude, he's crazy. Well, and there are other guys too. Jordan Greenway's really fast. Um, for a big guy too. I mean, shit. Talk about guys that I, you know, th- there's those hockey guys that you hate, but if they're on their team, they're your favorite player. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, just kind of yeah. The the big bruisers who are always giving other teams trouble, oh, but yeah. also really fast. Yeah. I just had this thought this weekend. If we combine the Broncos defense with the Vikings offense, do we have a Super Bowl team? Thoughts? If you take away half of those uh, final two minutes points, mm-hmm. they probably only have a couple losses, if maybe not any, given all the one-score games. So they might be undefeated. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought that was a fun exercise. Um, and then I, I wanted to – you have – Tony O in here. I think we should talk about that real quick. Yeah, Twins legend. I don't I don't have a lot of stuff about him. You have some great stuff. You just want to run through that, but he's a he's a local legend, Tony Oliva. Yeah. Who still lives in Bloomington, Minnesota, I believe. Yep. So yes, it's um really cool. I think it's his last year of eligibility. Um Tony Oliva is the only person to have been in the dugout for all three of the twins pennant winning uh, seasons 65 when he helped him win the pennant 87 and 91 their two world series wins which I, I believe he was the manager i don't know if he was the um, coach manager um anyway during his eight-year peak from 64 to 71 he was named to the all-star team every season had three batting titles led the league in doubles four years and led the twins to their first al pennant in 65 and i think he was the al rookie of the year i think i saw that too um and Chad, here's your trivia. So Tony Oliva and Jim Cat, who was also inducted, um, joined which four twins inducted to Cooperstown as twins? So here's your hand. It's not Paul Molitor and guys like that. Is this a trivia? Um, I would say Kirby yeah. Puckett, Burt Bylevin, Blylevin. Uh-huh. Well, how many was there? Five? Four. Four? You got two of them. Then Tony Oliva, Jim Cat. So not counting those guys? Yeah. Uh, Harmon Killebrew. Uh huh. God, I don't know who else it would be. You'll know when I tell you. Is he like an oldie or a like a like a championship team guy? Here's your hint. Put on your yamaka. Here comes Hanukkah. Dude, I I don't know. Hall of Famer Rod Carew. He oh, converted. Dude. Oh. <laughs> No brainer. I have a Rod Carew Twins card somewhere in my back. But yeah, I should, that's, that should have been my first guess. I knew you would know. I knew you knew. So yay, that's great for Tony O and Jim Cat. Um, all right, Chad, we're gonna wrap real quick as we always do with Final Fantasy. All right, so we got some serious uh, talent on by this week with the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and the Eagles. So that means the Patriots defense, Nick Folk, um, Devontae Smith, uh, 
uh, what's his name? The running back for the Colts. Oh my God. Jonathan Taylor. Um, those people are on by. Uh, so that means also that three solid defensive teams, the Colts, the Patriots and the dolphins check the numbers. They've been a great fantasy defensive stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to need to stream a defense and here we go at only 46% rostered are the Denver Broncos. Now they have the frisky lions who beat the Vikings, but only two teams have given up more points this year than the Broncos defense, which surprised me, which and it's the bills and the Patriots defense. So their team is low key, really good. And like I said, anyone who watched that chiefs game knew that the defense is the only reason the Broncos could have hung around. So, yeah, I mean, they'll be able to get pressure on Goff and definitely be able to create a turnover or two, I think. Um, But if you want to stick with some rivalry entertainment, uh, the Packers are 36% rostered and they play the Bears. So I would say that's a pretty favorable matchup. And Chad, did you know that Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 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 He does. Yes. Even so they, said so. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you want to go AFC West, the Chiefs are only 51% rostered. And yes, I'm recommending that you pick up the Chiefs defense. It's not the same defense that was getting blown out to start the season. Um, over the past three weeks, they put up 11, 19, and 15 fantasy points. And this week they play the Raiders. So... That's not too shabby, um, followed by the Chargers and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I got for Final Fantasy. Did you have any, Chad? I uh, just want to throw it out there. Washington football team defense since week seven. This actually doesn't include the last two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20.3 points allowed, so 14 fewest. Uh, 286.8 total yards allowed per game, the fourth fewest. And... 210.8 passing yards allowed the 10th fewest. And um, the Washington football team is, I'm picking them to be this, maybe a sneaky dark horse in the playoffs because of their defense is playing so well right now. They're like the team that I don't think you're going to want to play the first round. Oh, I and love he, it. My guy, Tyler Heineke. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I do have an upset pick. I, I blew it last week with, I don't even remember who I picked. It was a bad one. That's all I know. But this week, I'm going with Washington to beat the Cowboys. Great defense. They're playing at home. It's a division game. And um, I would watch out for your Broncos playing those Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm just a little more scared after they bested the Vikings. They're going to have some momentum. But yeah, I don't know. Just a little nervous, not scared, shall we say. Yeah, I th- I think we I think we can get to Goff. Okay. Yeah, you probably have a little bit better defense. Hopefully, here's hoping. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone. It was a rough weekend of football, but we're here for you. Um, hey, why not watch some hockey this week instead? Just take the sting away. The Abs and the Wild are first and second place in the division, so there you go. Um, <laughs> that's all we have. Thank you for joining us for the Midwest Mountain Sports Report, where the air is thin and the only coaster lake shores. See ya, Chad. Bye.